0: I right here, right here, right here. Right here. Yeah. You want it? What's up everybody? It is November the ninth, and I'm on the road headed Oklahoma for one more night and then I will be on the road to Illinois Uh, I already teased it a little bit but on this podcast I'm going to talk a little bit about drones and how drones have changed the game not only in the outdoor world but in production and they have came leaps and bounds and heads and shoulders over the last five years Especially since I've been, you know, I've been in the industry and seeing the technology evolve, which t- technology in general has done that in the last five or ten years. And it's scary to think of where it's going to be in another five to ten years. And it's even scarier for somebody like me or somebody trying to get into this. That, and the reason it's scary is to try and keep up with it and to try and stay on top of it, to understand it, know how to use it. and Because if you don't, somebody else will, and that's where you get past. That's where somebody leaves you in the dust and they get the gig or they get the job or they get the contract or whatever it is. So it's a huge pressure put on uh, producers' shoulders to be able to stay on top of current technology. But I wanted to talk about drones from my perspective and what I use them for. What I use drones for a lot of the time is what we use for scenics, B roll, setup shots, establishing shots. You know of the area we're in or the area we're traveling to the place that we're staying the place that we're hunting it's usually a really easy way to show a perspective that you're not going to get any other way unless you have a lot of money and are going to literally rent a helicopter and get up in it with a with a camera which is what we used to do that's the only way to do it and trust me it's incredibly expensive honestly, some of these drones are getting better footage because now you're not hand-holding the camera out the side of a helicopter. You've actually got a 3-axis gimbal supporting your camera that is dedicated to do exactly what it's doing. So, uh, In my experience, I've flown several drones. I've not flown all of them. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know all of them. I know what I've heard on some of them, and what I've heard on some of them, I trust the opinions from the people that have flown them and I've had experience with the companies that make the other drones and I can kind of give you my perspective on as much as I can but with that being said I'm a DJI fan I've flown about every drone that DJI makes except probably for the brand new one the Spark haven't flown it yet but uh, that company in my opinion if you're looking to buy a drone don't look anywhere else. DJI has got it absolutely figured out between their apps, between their drones, their user interfaces, the ease of use, the capabilities of these drones. It is unbelievable. So essentially, you have two tiers of drones when it comes to the production side of things through DJI. You have the Inspire, which is their big drone that a lot of companies and a lot of shows have. Um... It's that big white drone. You can get different, different like skins and things for them to kind of customize them and change them up. But it's it's the big production drone. It also has capability to where you can put a Zenmuse raw recording camera on it that has different lenses, and then you're getting into some really technical stuff, to where you know guys are using them for full feature films and uh, higher end you know short films in the hunting world or using them. Um, we had one. We actually sold it just because honestly when you're looking at drone footage that Zenmuse camera is pretty awesome but the end user and the, the cost and the trade-off with the cost it just it wasn't worth the extra cost for us to own it so um, we, we decided to just stay with the Inspire standard camera for the outdoor space because generally your user can't tell the difference there's a lot of really good things about that DJI Inspire it's a very capable drone it's fairly intuitive and fairly easy to set up and get in the air compared to drones before it Uh, it takes a little bit of time setting up it's it's a big drone it's a lot larger which just means it's not gonna fly as long Uh, the gimbal is amazing it's really cool a lot of times what we would use it for is we would essentially just use it as a you know handheld gimbal we turn it on not turn the props on And just walk around with it and uh, we would get some really cool stuff with that because you can run you can use the remote and you can follow focus you can or not follow focus but you can follow action you can you know walk behind circle you can get on the front of a four-wheeler and trail somebody through the woods it looks like you're flying it looks like a daggum Star Wars movie but it's just that three axis gimbal doing its job that's a really cool way to use that drone it's got a lot of really cool features it's got the the dual fly mode where you've got two remotes. You've got one guy that's flying the drone and then you've got another guy that's running the camera. And that, to me, is what sets that drone apart for huge production. You've got a guy that's focused on making sure he's not going to run anything, making sure he's flying a a good, straight, solid path. And then you've got a guy who can really focus on being creative with the camera. He can make sure the settings are right. And even the new ones, I think they even have a, a dual screen where a guy can see. I haven't flown the brand new one. Um, where they, he can see where he's flying and the other guy can watch the the monitor and watch what the camera's doing. So, uh, you know, they don't have to watch the same screen. If a guy's looking back behind him on the camera, well, the guy can't see where he's flying. So that can, that can cause a problem. But, um, you know, that drone, that's, that's top of the line for our business. They're. You can buy them used. I don't know if I would advise buying a used drone. I'm all about buying used cameras, but I don't know about a used drone because it is not, if you're going to crash it, it is when you are going to crash it. If you own a drone, you're going to get a little cavalier. You're going to think that you can fly and do something stupid. And you're going to do something stupid. And that one limb or that one twig or that one power line that you didn't see is going to crash your drone. And hopefully it doesn't hurt it too bad. But most of the time, it's going to be catastrophic to where you're going to have to get a new one. If you haven't crashed your drone, then that means you haven't flown it enough. It's going to happen. It's just like bow hunting. If you've not made a bad shot, that means you've not bow hunted enough. Just, it's just part of the game. But uh, I have, I'm not a GoPro fan. I have made that clear a couple of times. With the pov cameras but gopro makes a couple of drones i think there's just called the karma i know when it first rolled out it was an absolute disaster um, for a lot of guys that got it i i'm just not a fan of that company at all i feel like gopro has done a lot of things to try and cut their cost you know expand their market as fast as they can and they essentially don't do a very good job of testing things before they roll them out then they try and fix them in firmware updates and you know that kind of thing I'm just not a fan. Never flown one. I can't sit here and tell you that I can. Maybe they've maybe they've gotten better. Maybe even the new GoPro cameras have gotten better. But like I said, if you're going to buy a drone, stick with a DJI. Another camera, another drone that I've flown that DJI has is their Phantom. I've flown the Phantom 3 and the Phantom 4. Both of them are very capable drones. They're the small small white drones. That have the three axis gimbal the early ones you could put like a gopro top stock camera underneath them the new ones have their own gimbal they are very cool they shoot the four i know the four shoots in 4k i don't know if the three does the drawback to that drone to me is it's portability the, the inspire is definitely the hardest one to, to get a, get around but the phantom isn't big but when you have to put it in a hard case and the size of the case and the, and the portability when you're on a hunt, traveling, and maybe even trying to go up a mountain or whatever, it's still a little too big. So it's one of those things that, that that's the one drawback to me. I think that as far as video quality, they're awesome. Their flight times are good. I don't know how good they are because I haven't flown them a ton. I've got guys that, you know, buddies of mine that own them. But uh, that's just, that's not my favorite drone just because of that. So now we'll get to my favorite drone, and I was turned on this drone by my really good buddy, Casey Shootman. Um, he, he sent me some videos, and he said, man, do you, have a, do you have a DJI Mavic yet? And I said, no, I don't. And this was probably a year and a half ago, a year ago, right after they came out. And uh, I said, no, man, I don't. He said, he sent me a video clip, and he said, go get one now. So I did, and it's been, my favorite purchase i've ever made that drone is unbelievable for what it is under a thousand dollars you can get a drone the remote and one battery and the thing is tiny it folds up probably a little bit bigger than the size of a pair of big binoculars that's how small it is it probably weighs about the same as a pair of binoculars it is uh, very inexpensive considering what it can do it folds up so the blades and the, everything are tucked under it once it's folded up. And there's tons of aftermarket cases that you can get for it that are small enough to throw it in a backpack, take it wherever you want to go, not even know it's there, you know, walk it on a plane, you know, um, you can put it in your carry-on, whatever the fact is. The little sucker is fast. I think it runs around 40-ish miles an hour. It advertises a 4.3 mile line of sight range now if you're ballsy enough to go 4.3 miles away be my guest i've not gotten that far away that just that scares me to death to think it's that far away and if something were to happen and i lose it or the battery dies or whatever then i'd never be able to find it so i've gotten mine well over a mile but never never 4.3 miles but supposedly it can do it and that's also in perfect conditions it's uh got incredibly long flight times. I was so used to flying that Inspire where once you got it up, got your shot set up, you were you were probably gonna get about eight to nine to 10 minutes in good weather of flight time. Well, I'll have that Mavic up and I'll be flying and getting shots and everything. And I'll be in my head thinking, okay, I need to start coming back. My battery's gotta be low. And I'll look down and I'm at like 60 or 70%. It's, it's incredible how long the thing flies. It is incredibly responsive. It is so so quick and responding. It's so easy to fly. The remote, I like the remote a lot better than the Inspire remote. It gives you so much more information. It's quicker, it's easier to fly. The controls seem better to me. It's really good at flying without GPS. So you can fly it indoors if you wanted to and it will, it, once you let go of those sticks, even without GPS, it will hover in one spot and it looks like it's on a tripod. It is so it flies so well you can essentially do dolly shots because you can fly slow so slow and so smooth as long as there's no wind fighting it that it looks like you're on some sort of slider or gimbal or uh, you know jib of some sort it's ridiculous uh, it has the active track mode where you' you know you find something in your image you set it to track it and it will track it and then you can move your stick left and right and that will actually circle whatever you're tracking stay at a certain height I don't play with that option much I like to have full control over it but it absolutely can do that it's just how easy it is to fly and how it handles just that alone aside from the portability makes it my favorite drone ever it shoots in 4k It the batteries charge extremely fast and the new app that comes with that drone is awesome it uh, it will set a certain cache to where when you record to that when you rec- when you're recording it's actually recording cache clips of that recording to your phone and you can watch those back and review them export them, put them to social media I do that all the time I actually did that a couple of days ago when I teased this podcast about you know if somebody want to talk about drones but to me it is the absolute best drone for the money and for what we're doing in this outdoor space you, I don't see how you could beat that drone. If you're using it for something else, real estate videography, uh, whether that's houses, whether that's land, I don't see how it could be better. It's awesome, easy to fly, one-person operation. You can have it in the air in two minutes, and land it. You know, you can single-hand land it. You can catch it, land it. You can do whatever you want. Um, I, I mean. Other than the thing loses, it loses connection with the app every so often. I really think it's because my cable's bad because that's kind of been stuffed in a bag and stuff, and it probably is my fault. Other than it losing connection every now and then, I, I mean, I really can't find a bad a, a fault with it. Buy, when you buy it, go ahead and buy some uh, polarizer filters. Those make a big difference when it's bright, sunshiny, or you got a really cool sunset. You want to make sure you're not you know blowing out your highlights and things like that. Uh, go online and buy a good set of those. Buy you two or three batteries. Uh, go get a good hard case. I think mine's a Casemate hard case, I think's what it's called. But, oh man, I'm telling you, it is unreal. I hope I answered some of the questions. Um, I, the response I'm getting from the podcast is awesome, guys. I appreciate it. If you enjoy it, feel free to let me know. Tell, about, tell somebody about it. Um, but, closing word on drones is fly safe don't do stuff stupid like I said you're probably gonna crash if you don't more power to you but use your drone for what it's supposed to be used for check your local game laws like the state of Alaska if you fly and it's a very gray area ambiguous if you fly whether that's in a float plane bush plane or the way I read it is in a, a drone too so if somebody knows that you know somebody knows better than this let me know you're not supposed to hunt that day you cannot use this to harass animals. You're not supposed to. You know, you're definitely not supposed to scout with it. Make sure you check your game laws. Don't be using it for reasons that you're not supposed to use it for. Because a couple of bad apples are going to ruin it for everybody else that are doing it right. Don't be a. Don't be one of those guys that, you know, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to get out of your cabin and drive, you know, a couple hundred yards down the road to check the field. So you're going to fly your drone over there. The DNR catches you now. This whole state's got drones outlawed because of one idiot. Don't just don't don't do it. It's it's not it's not smart. Check the drone laws and federal drone laws as far as registering your drones, commercial use, non-commercial use, all that good stuff. There's tons of resources online. Just Google, you know, federal regulations for uh, you know personal drone use or commercial drone use, and you can go on there. Mine's registered through the FAA make sure you're not flying near airports flying near places that you're not supposed to fly and you fly over somebody's house you're not supposed to fly near and it's within shotgun range they shoot your drone well you shouldn't have been flying over it you know that's that's part of it Um, do your research don't just get it out of the box start flying it and hope for the best make sure you go through there's all kinds of YouTube tutorials on how to set them up how to fly them how to do cool stuff with them Um, remember when you're flying the drones and getting shots less is more subtle shots subtle moves slow moves those are the things that are really the dynamic shots the fast running you know hauling butt through the woods and all those type things every now and again you'll get a really cool one but most of the time those those aren't near as good as those really subtle creative pretty well exposed gimbal shots that are that you can get you know you can really pull 10 or 15 seconds of solid video out of that's how I fly mine. That's what I use it for. Uh, if you got any questions, uh, let me know rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Um, also on Instagram at Redneck Tech Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will be back with you shortly.